Mr. Pop. <laughs> if you got to smash a guitar, you can't do it in white socks. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix, and Mark Fine. Well, hi and welcome to another edition of the Rock and Roll Podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier and with me as per usual, Brian Maddox and Mark Fine. Hello, Finey. You're a beat for a bloke that's in the chart from 1995. <laughs> I'm just getting in. I'm being, no. So what I'm doing is I've, I've the glass is half full, but in any second now the glass is going to be completely empty and I'm going to be groveling on the floor apologising. Trust me. You're up, beat. You're upbeat. You should be beat up. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Hello, Bri- <laughs> Hello, Brian. Uh, Hello, Mark. How are you? Good. Oh, what are you two now not talking to me, are you? <laughs> well, after this 95 chart, oh. I don't think anybody should be talking okay. to you. Okay, we're, we're renaming the show based on this chart. The show will now be known as Yuck and Roll because it Yuck is – Yuck and Roll. It, it, sorry, I do apologise, and I apologise to the people that are listening to this. This must be the worst chart I have ever seen. Uh, it's an ARIA chart from July 16, 1995. I will post it on our Facebook page because it, people need to see what we've had to deal with to do this week's program because, my God, it's awful. I can't you know what? One that's good. <laughs> you, you see, I disagree. I think there's absolute greatness in it, but it is a terrible chart. Absolute greatness in it? Absolutely. Oh, crikey. I can't wait to get to that. Best of something brilliant. All right. Well, I can't wait to get to that because I, I must admit, and I'll just find my little list here. I don't reckon I found greatness anywhere. But if you've found greatness, I'm willing to. Uh, I'm willing to hear you out on that. I've got a oh, absolute. You know, I'll, I'll say. I'll go this far as saying, and I'll explain it later. Mm-hmm. One of the best. I'm not going to say songs. One of the best things I've ever come across in the chart. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mine must have a typographical error. Mine isn't in there. And there's 50 to choose from. And I, oh my God, I tell you, I started at one, and uh, and most of the bad list includes every song in the top 10. Oh, <laughs> it was terrible. But let's talk about what's been going on uh, during the week uh, before we get to the, and we will do the chart first. Uh, we'll do the footy tips later on. Not that there's much to talk about. Is this the worst or the hardest year for tipping, finally, that you've had? You, is this your lowest score? at this time of the year? You know what? Tipping is absolutely flawed. Mm. And I came up with a much better version and actually with Anthony Hudson, we showed it to a few people. It was Everybody agreed it was great, but the sort of computer programming done to do a massive financially, commercially viable footy tipping competition is very difficult. Yeah. So it's very expensive beyond our, well, my means anyhow. Um, because tipping's absolute rubbish, actually. Yeah. Because every game's even money that you tip even money in. Now, I can if tipping is I could tell you what was good value many weekends, but in a tipping competition where both tips are worth one point each, you're just mad to tip it. You know, so I, I, that's why I don't like tipping. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, there have been there have been games where. Outsiders have performed really well and even won, but you just can't tip them because it's too risky. So it's, it's like picking the it's, it's like picking the fifty to one shot in a race. You do you, you think it might have a, an outside chance, but and that's all it's got. But you're not going to you're not going to tip it. Well, I, well, I'm not going to tip. I'm not going to back it at even money. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I need the right odds for it. If, if the 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 concept that we had or I had was it was just called tip ten, and every game 
is a lot of 10 points. Oh, and okay. If an even, if it's an even game, both teams. So Melbourne Bulldogs this week. Yep. Five points each. West Coast St Hilda, maybe 7 3. Yep. Whereas some of the big upsets this year, like when Gold Coast beat Richmond, you would have got nine points for tipping Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, and got to, that's actually a really good idea. And you've got to decide, you know, I'll tip Richmond, but I'm only getting one point out of 10. Yep. So, and yes, yeah, because otherwise, I'll, I'll put my tips in, but I'd rather discuss the games and really explain my position rather than give you a tip. That actually makes perfect sense, you know. That's a really, really good idea. I'd, I'd be, I'd be up for a, one of their. We, it's a perfect example. Richmond and uh, and the Gold Coast Suns. All right, I'm going to tip Richmond, but I know I'm only going to get one point. But if you go for the Suns, you get nine. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah I like. And that. the other alternative is that for every game you can get one. You do that, or every game there's a, a, a points line. So every game can be five points each. But you're going to have to give Richmond 54 points start. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I like that too. That kind of gets a bit uh, convoluted for me and a bit involved for me, and and that that that's more in your betting kind of thing, isn't it? Rather, well, rather than your no, because, tipping. Because because betting sort of reflects market moves. The idea with this was that for every point that like the phase. So let's say a team was there, there was set points. Margin. So if you, if it was a nine-one game, that would automatically be a sixty-point margin. Oh, ten goal. Yeah. Okay. Yep. No matter what. Yep. And it sort of worked back from that. So it, it took the the idea of setting each game differently out of it. it. Once people sort of got the hang of it, said no, that nine a nine-one game was always. 60-point start, so you could choose either. It would take a little bit of getting used to, but it wouldn't, there's no 38-and-a-half margins or anything like that. That's, I reckon that's a great idea because that means if you do back your team, if your team's bottom of the ladder and you back them to beat the Premiers and they do do it, you get uh, you get your right whack for it. That's good. Yeah. I like yeah. That. And and that. As opposed to getting yeah. one, which means nothing. Yeah, and the other sort of key to it is because things change during the week. I mean, especially now, obviously. It'd be crazy now. Yeah. But um, you've got to decide when to put your tip in. So if you think, as soon as, as soon, like if it start Monday morning, as soon as the round's over, if you thought your team, you, you could pick a team and you thought there might be injuries, you get in early. But you might go there and you know, the next day, and it's now seven three instead of six four or something. So yep. anyhow, yeah, that's anyhow, a good that, idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's well, you know, a brilliant program. You know what I did? Mm-hmm. Well, I did something really clever. I couldn't afford the programming, so I had this idea about six or seven years ago. I fostered my younger son. He's actually a brilliant computer programmer for his age. Um. We just need to keep feeding him and keep him in school for another couple of years, and yeah. he might be able to do it. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Yes, <laughs> I'm growing my own. <laughs> keep, keep it in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, how's your week been, uh, Mr. Mannix? I know you you didn't you didn't didn't have the same kind of week this week that you had the week before because we're in lockdown here. We're in lockdown in Sydney. I just got a text message telling me that uh, South Australia goes into lockdown from six o'clock tonight. So the one. Uh, state that didn't have lockdown is apparently going in uh, tonight as we speak, so that's not good news. No, no, it's, um, 
I had, I had a really good week this week, like work-wise, and then it's all gone. Nothing. Yep. So, and, you know, I'm over it. I'm over it. And as I said, been saying, I might have said it last week, I'll say it again, though. Um, a one-week lockdown for the state is a six-week lockdown for a musician. Yeah. Because, you know, you lock down for a week, the pubs aren't open, or they have numbers, and blah, 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 and they're too scared to book a band and stuff. So, you know, this sort of one-week lockdown or two-week lockdown, whatever you want to call it, it's it's a lot longer than that for a musician or anybody or roadie or anybody in the entertainment industry because you just can't get back to work. You know, like it's not like you can just turn it on and it's back. And yeah, I know everybody's just sick to death of rescheduling gigs. And you know, Scotty reckons it's like herding cats, kind of. You know, yeah. we've got gigs. This is the third time it's been rescheduled. You know, this same one gig, and it's just we're very very. Frustrating. I think, um, I don't know, I think we've got to just start to live with it and just move on. Yep. Brian, do you, sorry, Brian, do you get to apply for the same compensation as a storekeeper would? Um, I don't know. I spoke to my accountant and um, he seemed to think that on Friday that there wouldn't be anything for me. Um, but I don't know. It might have changed over the weekend. He said, we'll have a look at it this week. But, um, you know, I've, I've lost a shitload of money this week. Yep. And, you know, and 600 bucks, well, you know, it's better than nothing. But, gee whiz, I'm going to get the 600 bucks. I'll be filthy if I don't. Yeah. Well, it just pays I've a lost, few bills. I've lost, I've lost a, well, you know, I've had about a $9,000 week this week, and now I've got nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, it sucks. And, and anyway, I'll, I'll say this, Brian. I, I know this is a long time off, but the light at the end of the tunnel, I was actually watching the dance last night from England, and yesterday England went out of lockdown. They've got rid of all restrictions. Yeah. They're, happy, they're happy with the amount of people they're killing and the amount of people that are vaccinated. And believe me, plenty are still dying, but they've just they've moved on yeah. because of their vaccine levels. And... People were just, you could just tell that everybody was so happy to be out. Um, you know, it, it really, I mean, the crowd there was full and, and they're always upbeat, but just they were talking about it and talking about venues and music and functions and everything. And I'm just saying that when this is finally done, we will be ready to, you know, everybody won't be rushing to get back in the office full time, even though they will be, what people will be doing is looking to celebrate a bit and party. And I, I hope pubs understand that and, you know, move the friggin' pokies to one side or whatever yeah. they've got there because they'll make more money, honestly, putting on bands and entertainment. That's what people miss. Well, you've yeah. already noticed a bit of an amping of the, the the gigs that you've done post the major lockdown, yeah. Brian. You've already noticed, and I know Brian Cad talked about it to us and a couple of other musos have mentioned, the crowd's amped yeah. up about another 25%. Yeah, they're, they're a bit more excited about it. They're not um, as blase about live music, perhaps, as they can get. Um, but, you know, the thing about this whole thing is like, oh, okay, we've had three deaths in Australia due to COVID this year, okay? Three deaths, and, you know, one of them was 90s and whatever. But give me all of the figures. Show me, tell me how many people have committed suicide yeah. because their business has gone bankrupt. Or how many people are mentally ill and 
people have lost their livelihood. You need to have all of those figures before you can actually balance, get a balance, you know, sort of look at the thing. Because in the, the best I could find out, in 2016, 2,800 Australians committed suicide. Mm. Now, when we try to look up 2020, of course you can't get the figures for 2020 other than to say that they're up, the suicide figures are up 13%. I reckon that's bullshit. And, but I want to know how yeah. many people have committed suicide due to COVID. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, I'll say this, Brian, and I only know this now from, I find, I, I sort of, through my wife's network of friends, which is far larger, more active, and more um, socially ambient than my friends. Yeah, so I've, I've tapped into them for fifteen minutes. Um, I've actually got to meet somebody who had COVID oh, and really? has recovered, and his life is. Oh, yeah, really? he was. He was. Now I know this is a fact. He was an avid cyclist. You know, she worked with all these people that were really into fitness and even rubbed off on her for a bit. Um, and you know, he was generally a weekend 80 Ks on a Saturday cycler and a half marathon man. He has not been able to stay on a bike for further than a kilometre. Oh, wow. He, he just cannot... It's, it's, I'll tell you, we're talking about it. He's short of breath. is at lung capacity. He said, no, it's worse than that. It's, it's everything. It's just sort of breathing and, and heart rate and, and giddiness is his worst thing. But... He has not been able to. In, in, he says he one thing gets better, and he thinks, right, I'm right to go this weekend. Like he tends to balance, and something else will go shit. He said, you know what he described himself as? He described himself before this as a decent car that was in a car accident and has been patched up and it might look okay, but it never ever. He said it's not never going to run the same. He hates life after COVID. How old is well, he, Finey, roughly? 40. Okay. So it's, it's – I, I was – It worries me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you know, that is concerning. But a lot of people have had COVID and they haven't had, you know, like Boris Johnson seems to be going yeah. all right. And, um, yeah. We spoke yeah. to Susie, like Susie Quattro and Alice Cooper both told us they had it, Brian. Yeah, Alice, Alice just lost weight and couldn't sleep. Yeah, couldn't eat and couldn't sleep. And he's 70. And Susie's 70. Yeah. So um, it's like, I suppose it's like anything. There are degrees of it. Uh, you know, you can get a, a really bad case of it or you can get a, a mild case of it. And I don't think yeah. that's the yeah, other yeah, thing too. Right. We don't we don't know whether the, the people who are testing positive for COVID, whether it's a mild case or a, you know, a case like, yeah. we, like we're seeing in the, the footage they're showing us on these ads, which apparently is a very cosmetic version of how it affects you if you actually get this new variant of it. Um, I saw some footage last night of actual people who have the Delta virus on a TV show, and uh, it's hor- it's horrible. As you quite rightly point out, Fonny, it's debilitating completely. So it's uh, yeah. Just again, the amount of information we get is so carefully structured to uh, to fit the vernacular of the person who's uh, disseminating the information. That I don't think we're getting told the truth, Brian. I think that's what you're probably alluding to. Yeah, I just think that. Well, I. I, you know, I think health is, is a very important issue, but I think mental health is just as important. Mm. And I think, um, you know, people's livelihoods and the economy 
is just as important as well. And I think to make all of our decisions just on the medical advice, it's pretty narrow-minded. We should be talking to the Chamber of Commerce. We should be talking to the Beyond Blue people. We should be talking to small business. And, you know, unfortunately, we've got a small business minister in Victoria that's never run a small business herself, so that's about as useless as, (laughs) you know, an ashtray on a motorbike. Yeah. And uh, just I can tell you that I've just seen uh, that the Victorian lockdown has been extended for seven days. So we're supposed, to, we're supposed to come out at midnight tonight, so we obviously are coming out uh, or we're looking at now Not coming out midnight next Tuesday. So all the, the only, the only, I'd say the only good thing about that is at least now we bloody will know as opposed to the last 24 hours when we've been in that limbo <laughs> period between, oh, we might extend it, we might not, we're doing the figures now, we're crunching the numbers, it's like, I'm not asking you to crunch the numbers to give me a pay rise. I'm asking you to crunch the numbers to see what I'm doing with my life for the next seven days. It's um... well, Did you see the bloke? Uh, he's got the Greek cake shop. And it's been there for 60 years. A bit of an institution in Victoria or yeah. Melbourne. And now he can't come back. He's just, that's it. He's got to shut the shop there. Now, his grandfather probably started that shop. And then his dad's taken it over. And now he's got it, and now it's closed. Now, how bad do you reckon he'd feel? He'd feel he's let his grandfather down, oh, his yeah. father down, he's let his family down, and he hasn't. It, it's all gone because yeah. of this, these stupid lockdowns and, you know, uh, yeah. very sad. Yeah, it is. It is, and it's, it's bloody hard. I'm, uh, and uh, it's been interesting because I've had uh, have dealings with people in Sydney a lot, you know, organising interviews and talking about uh, different things. Uh, for all our different podcasts, and the Sydney all of a sudden is getting it. Is all all of a sudden the people in Sydney are understanding what how Melbourne people have been feeling for the last nine ten months. Um, there's sort yeah. of there's an empathy ne- there now that they didn't have uh, a month and a half ago before they went into this lockdown. So that's that's an interesting change in attitude uh, nationally. But uh, it looks like we're all in lockdown now. Uh, I think. WA's not in lockdown and, and Queensland's not in lockdown. So they're the only two. The rest of the country from 6 o'clock tonight will be in total lockdown. Bloody hell. You know, I pointed out that guy that I met with, you know, who had had COVID. So yeah. that's on one one side of the story. Yep. Now, here's, here's what I do believe in line with what Brian is saying. Every time I see an epidemiologist rolled out, I think to myself, well, hang on. They're always going to say, you know, we need lockdown, we need all the steps, measures put in place to knock off this pandemic. Their job, not their job, their, their, their career, their, their field of study, they're, they're mainly, they're not working as an epidemiologist. I imagine that they're working in universities, probably, yeah. um, lecturing. and So their field of knowledge, is epidemics and pandemics, and you're 100 percent right, Brian. When you say they, they they're not when they're asked about what should be done, they don't factor in any of the other external important factors. This is yeah. epidemiologists. Yeah, of course, the best way to knock off a pandemic is for everybody to lock themselves away till you know with no contact to anybody because viruses travel from person to person. Ask an epidemiologist how to get rid of a pandemic, they'll give you the clearest way, the most radical way. <coughs> lock yourself away, lockdown, no contact. Yep. Yeah. But 
but that doesn't take factor in that we live in the real world. So when the government drops out, when Dan Andrews, and I'm not blaming, I'm not as harsh on Andrews as you are, when any of these leaders say, look, I'm acting on medical advice, and then the medical advice, the medical officer says, we're acting on the advice from experts in the field, we're basically getting information funneled down from people that are too blinked to give an, a, a valued assessment that takes in all the factors. So we're, be, we're being led by the nose by people that are only interested in getting rid of the pandemic. doesn't matter how they get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really, yeah. really good point. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you uh, when you say all the leaders, not just I'm not picking on anyone in particular. I don't think anyone's covered themselves in glory in this whole thing, to be honest. But if you were, gonna, if you were going to go and suppose you're going to go and have a war with somebody, well, you wouldn't just talk to the Army. You'd probably talk to the Air Force and to the Navy as well. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if, what we're doing is we're just talking to the Army. We're just talking to the medical experts. Not the, you know, the economists. Yep, yep. And the yep. And the, Air, the Air Force says the best way to do it is bomb the whole bloody thing. Like just uh, let yeah. let me send the let me send the, the the planes in. We'll bomb the entire thing, and then we won't have a problem with them. Whereas the army blokes says, well, no. If I if I send in troops here, here, and here, we can knock out their major things and take that out, and then we can we won't uh, desecrate the land at the same time as we. The, but if you go in and bomb it, that's the end of it. And the navy comes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, good point, bro. And the army says we've got these tanks, and we'd like to have them battle tested. <laughs> so uh, we'll go in. Yeah, yeah, an agenda. Uh, and and uh, you mentioned the magic word too, funny. It's vaccination. <laughs> the, the difference between us in this country and and a whole lot of other countries I'm seeing is the level of vaccination here is sort of what is it less than twenty. Well, thereabouts, and other countries, it's sort of seventy or eighty percent. So, we need to pull our finger out. Yeah, that's that a huge difference. Oh, massive! Huge well, they're talking about now, and we've talked about this on this program before. You know, the Bruce Springsteen concerts and all that. Where if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed allowed into the gig. I now see because of what happened with the Wallabies test at uh, Amy Park that they're now that's on the agenda now. That if you're not vaccinated, you won't be allowed into venues. So we might be doing that soon. So there won't be. Won't have to restrict the numbers of venues because, given our vaccination numbers, no bugger can turn up anyway. I mean, I can't believe what happened at that Wallabies rugby game. First, mean- first of all, first of all, you know, in all of Australia, there would only be—I would be probably tenth closest person to that ground. Yeah, yeah, you do look it's, close. Yeah. Well, there's there's a block of flats in a house, and that's it. And then we're the next closest people to that ground. Yep. Um. And I just cannot believe that anybody would go and watch rugby. <laughs> <laughs> and then Australia would win. Well, goodness but me. But there's something really interesting too, isn't in, in that you remember last year, just before COVID started, um, they had the big girls' cricket match and they had oh, yeah. up to 100,000. Yeah. And, and then a few people got COVID at that game. At that game. Remember they, they caught COVID at that game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now we've had more people catch um, COVID at the footy and at the rugby. Well, what did we learn? We learned from the cricket match last year that it's not a bad place to get COVID at the footy or at, the, at a sporting event. Yet we haven't had one case of COVID from nightclubs or bars at all. Oh, well, maybe it's bars in Sydney. But generally, like that guy, generally the bars and clubs aren't the problem. It's 
yeah. some of the other stupid things that are allowed to happen. You know, yeah. no, I just don't think I don't think it's um, I don't think there's a uniform set of directions. You know, football seems to get a different Guernsey to you know pubs and entertainers. Well, yeah, yeah, and you could say that about some of the industries that have been closed down, some of the retail industries that have been shut, some of the uh, the major, you know, th- there's been a lot of talk about the construction industry continuing in in this uh, in this state and not not being allowed to work in in New South Wales and all that. Uh, yeah, there, there's no there's no set rules because we've got six different a six headed monster running the country, and then a, a, yeah. a, a and then another. A, Government above that who don't seem to do anything anyway. So bugger if I know. I still like fine. What, what fine. we need to do, what we need to do is follow what cricket Australia's done. Oh, because yeah. well, well, none of the Australian all the Australian cricketers are now safe from COVID. Oh, good. Yeah. How's that? I watched them in the T20 against the West Indies. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, none of them could catch anything. (laughs) (laughs) Very good point. None of them. And the West Indies could catch everything. They were doing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They they were were doing circus acts. Did you see the boundary catch that I think it was Alan, his name is? Yeah, Yeah, they were, were, you know, (laughs) they, they they could catch COVID. Distancing at fifty meters the yeah, way they were, yeah, but yeah. the Australians they're safe. They're uh, not catching in. Oh, yes, I couldn't agree more. That was that was off, Laura. Now we got to get uh, let's uh, let's get into the show. Let's get into the as I said, we're renaming it Yak and Roll. Uh, let's talk about right. this nineteen ninety five chart. My God, um, finally, I'm going to let you lead this off because you clearly found more in this chart than I did. All I found in this chart was. An excuse to keep putting it down and walking away from it because every time I picked it up, I had to listen to another song I either couldn't remember or didn't like and put myself through, you know, 90 seconds of listening to the Out Here Boys or uh, Diana King or some god-awful song that's in this chart. Well, let's start with my third bad one. Your third bad one, all right. All right, so for people that don't know why this chart is so terrible, this is a, a moment in time where some different genres met and it's like a cold front that dumps a huge storm on you. It's just this was a, a shit storm. So it's, it's the worst music genre of all time features heavily. Which is? Right. That's called Euro. That's Euro pop. Yeah. So if you put the word Euro in front of every anything, you're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but Euro pop is appalling. Yeah. Um, there's grunge, which at times is okay, um, but this is not its best foot forward. And when you mix it with Europop and the shortly lived horrific, um, what, what, what was it called? That American R and B, um, little gold. No, no, no. It's um, um, new, new something, new, new jazz. New Jack, that's it. Uh, I prefer right. the old. I prefer the old Jack. <laughs> Look, I mean, yeah. oh boy. So I start with, mm-hmm. and also features this chart is some of the worst covers of all time. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. <laughs> all oh. right, that song "Forever Young" is a good song. Certainly, if you've got the kids and they've ever produced, and, and the schools ever produced a 
video for the last year of primary or the last year of secondary, there'll always be the backdrop of Forever Young, you know that song? That's um, a, that, a lovely song, Forever Young, Forever Young. Yeah, yeah it's a nice song. I want to be forever young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you want to live forever? You a, know, lot of, a lot of people use it at funerals too. And I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. So the original version was by a Danish band, I'm not sure. Um, and then there was a remake that was good. Now, there is a cover version in this chart of Forever Young, and it is appalling. It's quite this ensemble. Again, I don't know what these creatures are, but I don't know whether these people work out of studios, out of laboratories, out of caves, <laughs> out of prison cells. They're called interactive. <laughs> interactive. What they've done is they've sped up the song. They think if we speed it up, it's a dance song. And then they've given it the chipmunk treatment. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, there's a Either that or they just sped it up and didn't realise when you speed up the, the music, the vocals also speed up. Anyhow, anyhow, they should be kicking the bollocks for their high-pitched version of that song. So that's my number three, bad. Fair enough. Right. Right. Your number three, good. Okay. Look, it's not a great chart. I'll, I'll admit that. Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> Um, but there is a song, and it's a bit iconic, and I think it is sort of that new Jack sound, but at least this song, if you hear it now, you know it, yep. and you don't necessarily hate it, and it's by somebody called Montel Jordan. Oh, yeah. And oh. This, is, this is how we do it. It's how we do it. Yeah. You know, it, it's a bit iconic. It's not for me, but, you know, there are people who who will hear that and it will take them back to the 90s and it will put a smile on their face. So it's sort of a nostalgic one that isn't, doesn't drive me to put fingers in my throat. So was that's that, my third bit. Was that used by someone in a sporting kind of thing where uh, one of those sort of semi-quasi, uh, you know, sort of uh, inspirational type things, as in this is how we do it, like a bar. I've got some sort of basketball memory floating through my head when I hear that song. Well, it belongs in the world of basketball. Yeah. So, so most of the songs yeah. on this album do, to be honest. Um, chart, yeah. Look, yeah. I mean, chart, you know, yeah. yeah, so this is how we do it. The, you know what one of the characteristics of that new Jack music is? And you can understand all the lyrics. It's not like sort of, you know, a hardcore sort of rap music or, or, or the, what music's become now a bit urban American music. Yep. So it's, he enunciates well. He gets, he gets extra points from his teacher for speaking well. Fair enough. All right, Brian, you've got to come up with a, a number three bad and a number three good. Okay. Well, number three bad mm-hmm. is... Um, the number two song on this uh, particular chart. Oh, yeah. Have You Ever Really Loved a Woman by Brian Adams. My oh. God. Oh. Fresh from fresh from bonking Lady Diana, he comes out with this. What a bloody shit song that is. <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Now, uh-huh. this, is in, this is interesting. Hmm. My third best, hmm. I'm not sure I've even heard it. Um, right. But I do like the band. So it's Oasis and it's whatever. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know. 
Number 40 it is, but um, yep. I'm not sure I've heard it, but OAC yeah. is good, so that'll probably be all right. You, w- you will have heard it. Yep. It's not their, it's not their, it's not their worst. No, it's not no. the worst. It sort of starts, uh, the beginning of it is a little like um, one of their other hit songs, um, Don't Look Back in Anger, I think it is. It sounds a little like that yeah. at the start, but the, you'll, know, you'll notice as soon as you hear, I Correct. wasn't. Correct. That's, exactly, that's right. It does sound like that. Yeah. Isn't Don't Look Back in Anger, the music from The Office? Oh, was it? Okay. I didn't the know that. The version of The Office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very similar at the beginning. Okay. I didn't know. I didn't watch The Office. I must have never watched. I must catch up with that at some stage in one of these seventy-five lockdowns we're in. Um, I didn't. I didn't know it by sight either, Brian. But I had to listen to it and thought uh, I actually put it on my list of good ones, which isn't yeah. which isn't very extensive. I can tell you. Um, no. Now I have to. I have to confess something here. I sat yeah. down and did this yesterday, and as I said, the, the thing that happened the most was me putting the chart down and walking away because I was listening to songs on my phone and going, my God, and walking away. So I didn't want to make myself violently ill. So I actually put the the white flag up at number 25. I got down to number 25, and when I'm not listening to any more stuff I don't know or, or can't remember. So post number 25, I don't have much in there um, except the stuff I actually know, which is about three or four songs. So most of my stuff comes from the top of the chart because that's where all the crap is, including <laughs> including my number three bad one. Oh, seriously, um, there, I could have so many, but I actually like Michael Jackson and I like Michael Jackson's music. I don't like Michael Jackson. I like Michael Jackson's music and I I quite like Janet Jackson's music. I mean, I thought, uh, you know, oh. a couple of – well, I did. Uh, together again, I thought it was a really good song. So there's a song of his in this, which is at number 11, called Scream Child – Scream Child Voodoo or something. Scream Childhood. And it's kind right. of it's this electronic thing, and then in the video clip, he, he he smashes guitars like Pete Townsend did in the Who in 1965, and him and uh, Janet both have got the you know the the JBF look with the hair everywhere, and they're all over the shop, and they're and it's it's awful, and and about a minute and a half into this kind of techno and smashing guitars and doing all that, there's Michael's um, unmistakable whoa his little. Um, thing and you thought, okay, it, 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 there's no reason for this song to have been made. He had the number three or two album at the time. That history album was the was the number two or three album. This must have been one of the tracks they pulled off that. But that it's just it's awful. So it gets my Guernsey as the yeah. as the number three Kevin. band. Yes. Now I never thought I'd be steering the great Kevin Hillier in, in with a bit of advice. Mm-hmm. All right, that song that you hate is repulsive. It's called Scream. It's called Scream, is it? Yeah, yeah. This is a double A side, apparently. Oh, is childhood the, the if, other if, side of it? Okay. If you think Scream's bad, <laughs> then I strongly suggest you listen to Childhood, which he wrote himself, which is a. It, it's great. It's, it's, it's like he's talking to a psychiatrist. Oh, God. It, it, it sounds like a song from a. A Lloyd Webber musical, which is enough of a sin, but it is psychotic <laughs> about his own childhood. Ah, okay. Um, I just, I watched, uh, as I said, I watched about a minute and a half of the clip yesterday and went, no, this is just awful. So uh, so that's a double yeah. A. There you go. That's Yeah, yeah. You, you, were, just, you were just waiting for Janet's boot to fall out. <laughs> well, it's not like you have to wait that long, really, is it? Um, and if you get, if you get a smash a guitar... You can't do it in white socks. 
that just defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm smashing a guitar and I'm wearing white socks. Yeah. Come on, the two don't go together. No, I'd agree with that. Uh, now, my number three good, oh, yes. oh, oh, it was a battle. I'm telling you, this was a real battle. Um, uh, so I'm going to go with uh, number three good is Lightning Crashes by Live. Um which is n- up the top there somewhere, I think. Oh, no, maybe it's not up the top. Uh, there it is. It was, it 34. 34. The debut yep, to 34. Good. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, my number, that's my number two. Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. One, yeah of the, good. one of the songs that I immediately, when you look straight down the list, you go, oh, yeah, I like that one. So you park that one over to yeah. the left. I didn't have many more to park over to the left with it. So <laughs> What one was it? Lightning Crashes by Live. I don't know. Anyway, I think I was not been listening to Talkback Radio in 1995. Well, I was doing morning. You'd, so you'd know it if you heard. If you heard it, you'd know it. <laughs> oh yeah, you would. No, okay. you, you know, you know, lightning crashes. I was doing mornings on uh, on Triple M, and I tell you, Triple M wasn't playing. I reckon out of the fifty songs here, I don't reckon Triple M was playing forty of them, which is probably a good thing. Kevin, it's so funny you should say Triple M, Brian. If you turn on Triple M. You'll only have to wait 15 minutes before they play lightning crashes. <laughs> oh, right. It's very okay. true. And I was going to say, Brian, this chart, when you look at it, is the reason why you hear Road to Nowhere by the Talking Heads every 15 minutes on other radio stations because wow. nothing nothing here would kind of bump it off the uh, off the list or very few songs no. here would bump it off the list. So Yeah, you're right. It's actually a reason. All right. Number two, Fanny, is uh, your, be- your good one, number two, is lightning crashes. Correct. Yep. So, so what's I just want to point out that on this chart, there's a song called Baby by Brandy. Yeah. And there's a song called Baby, Baby by Corona. Yeah. Now, apparently the coronavirus is going to sue Corona. <laughs> Even though she came first, it's yep. such a bad song, the virus is offended. Yeah, fair well, enough. Well, Del- Delta Good is suing too. Yeah, the Delta Yeah, so the Delta Good, the yeah. Delta virus. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know what the other well, version? You know what, do you know what the other version, the original version of uh, the COVID virus, is actually called? Sammy Davis Jr. No, no, no. Well. It's the Kappa virus. Hey, Kappa! Why Kappa. Kappa did this? He's <laughs> silly enough to wear the back. <laughs> yeah, and he wouldn't stop at one knowing worry. Um, no. It's the Kappa Warren. Sorry, Kappa! Now, now, number two, finally, in your, in your bads, is it Baby Baby? No, no, it's not. Oh. Oh, this is this chart is full of points. It's such a bad collection of music. Yep. But you know what? You put this, this, this self-absorbed, poorly enunciated, fingers down and nail board Canadian in any chart, <laughs> anywhere, and I'll have her in my worst three. Uh, I, I think uh, you're circling around. Where is it? I've, I just saw it there in the, the list because I didn't yeah. get down that Well, far. you know, you know. I mean, it's apparently, you know, when, when a car runs off the road, police check for whether drivers fell asleep, whether there was drugs or alcohol involved, yep. whether they were distracted on the phone, or whether a Celine Dion song came on the radio. <laughs> and so they should. So we're circling number um, 31, are we? Only one road. Why? You've got to listen to her thing. When she gets to the word love, she calls it love. Love. <laughs> love. I don't love her. That's what she Oh, no. I don't think anybody does. Oh. Hello, Wilbur. She loves, she loves her. Yeah, oh, Yes. 
Um, yeah, what a diva. That's the greatest singer in the free world. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hello, Wilbur. <laughs> now, what do you got at number two, good and bad, uh, Mr. Mannix? Hard, um, hard to top okay. side. Okay, well, once again, mm-hmm. I don't really know how this stuff goes, but Hang on, I is like this good band. or bad? Is this good? This is this good. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Yep. Um, it's number 35 and Silverchair, and they've got a song called Shade. Now, Silverchair are pretty good, so I'm keeping Shade pretty good and would be one of the better songs on this chart. I'm not going to so argue with you because I don't know it and I can't remember it and uh, I didn't listen to it. Right. Unfortunately, we can remember this one. All right. And I speak of this, number four, This Ain't a Love Song by Bon Jovi. Number oh, five. Number five, yeah. Number five, This Ain't a Love Song. <laughs> no, this is a shit song. <laughs> this ain't a love song, it's a shit song. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this ain't a love song. It's the poxiest piece of music you've ever heard in your life. I got the lyrics off a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, not to be not to be confused with I think it was Johnny Lydon, that great song, This is not a love song. That's a great song. Great song. Yeah. Good friend of mine, I mean Kev's uh Johnny Lott, very good friend, isn't he, yep. Kev? Yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah, good good uh, mate of us. Good mate of us. Uh yep. He's suing. The, did you see that he's suing the rest of the band, or the rest of the band are suing him? They're um, why they're, they're trying to uh, they do they've done a uh, that Roddy Doyle or whatever his name is done a doco called Pistol, a five part doco, and they want to use the songs in the thing. Obviously, if you're doing a doco about the Sex Pistols, you'd want to include their music. And yeah, and, and Johnny Rotten said you can't have the rights to it. I don't want it in there because apparently. All the other members, the the still living members of the band, Steve Cook and I forget his name, um, uh, obviously say nasty things about Johnny. He doesn't want him. He's not going to let him use the music. So good on him. Well, when we spoke to him, he was, he was filmed because they didn't even bother to talk to him. Yeah, well, that, and that's why I think that he's um, that he's withholding the rights to the music. So they're going to court to fight it out. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Now my number two in the good. Jeez, I tell you. It was very hard to come up with anything of uh, any note, um, but I'm going to go with Tina Arena's Heaven Help My Heart only because uh, I, I quite like Tina and I, I didn't mind this song. Uh, she wrote it. Uh, I think the, pretty much the John Farnham band plays on it and yeah. I quite, you know, quite liked it. Uh, out of, out of uh, in comparison, wouldn't be my, in my top 500 favourite songs, but in this 50... It makes my number two. So there's, okay. there's my number two good. My number two bad. Oh, let me count the ways. Um, so I'm going to go for, um, oh, this was awful. Oh, God, I didn't even know this song. I'd f- completely forgotten it. When I, when I played it, I still didn't really know it. But um, And I don't like to bag local musicians uh, normally, but I'm sorry. Number 22, River of Love by Rick Price. It's a, oh god! Oh, it's a twangy kind of um, oh, hard to explain. It's sort of like, because Chris Isaac was big at that stage, and he's got a song in this in this chart. Um, it was as if he sort of tried to find something that was in between uh, Chris Isaac and I don't know what, and came up with River oh, of Love. Kevin, Kevin, yeah. I looked up Rick Price after being 
talks it by that song. Yes. It says nothing about what that song is. That song's Christian rock. It's, it's, it's completely a Christian rock song. Well, the lyrics, the yeah, the lyrics are really kind of wash yourself and your sins away in the river of, and it's just like, whoa. Of the Lord. Yes. Um, so I, I wasn't I wasn't really aware of it. I mean, I know Rick's other stuff that he had hits with, um, not Day Goes By and all that, which I didn't mind, but this was just listening to it last night, I went, righto then. Hmm. No wonder that one hasn't been committed to my memory banks because it's bloody awful. Now, Finey, your – You ready? Your, you said a moment of greatness. I'm, oh, there is a moment of greatness. I'm intrigued. I've got, to give you, I've got to give you my bad first. Yeah, okay. Jesus, still a lot to right. choose Have from. Have you got a minute? Yes, you absolutely. Absolutely. Right. I'm going to tell yeah. you this. Tokyo Ghetto Pussy is <laughs> not, it's not Tokyo. <laughs> it's definitely not Pussy. And it might be Ghetto if you factor in that the parents of the two members of this band might have been um, herding up Jews and putting them in Ghetto in the war. Oh. They're a German duo. Now, this really? is where it gets confusing. Called Rolf Elmer and Mark Loffel, who performed under the name Jam L. Ma and Mark Spoon, and the duo was called Jam and Spoon. Right. But when they weren't Jam and Spoon, they became Tracy Stancer and Spacey Trancer. Oh, good. At which point, the duo was called <laughs> Big Room. Storm or Tokyo Ghetto Pussy when they hired the services of Plutka Lonich, who in fact was Paula Coleridge from San Jose, California. Right. They created this song, Everybody on the Floor Pumpus, but don't confuse it with sort of the dance standard, you know, pump it, pump it, pump it, you know, I think that's Vanilla Ice or somebody yeah. and everybody on the dance floor. It's not that. This is the woman Lovich or Popich or whatever her name is in a drawing, in a um, lawn dress in Germany, I imagine, dancing on the on the washing machine, singing a song that is suspiciously stolen from a Richard Simmons workout. <laughs> now, oh, God. it is such a bad song that even the actors hired to dance around as though they were at a nightclub look incredibly bored with the whole thing. Right. Uh, the only interest in watching it is, is she's a well-proportioned woman who at a couple of points looks like she's genuinely going to fall off this washing machine. Right. Um, so, look, this band's got more pseudonyms than a, than. Dankin does was. Uh, and <laughs> given their music, I don't think I think the music was a front. Yeah. I think I think they're they're, they're either meth dealers or money launderers. <laughs> well, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, one of them one of them dead, he died of a heart attack in thirty in, in, at the age of thirty nine, which means we only have to kill both. <laughs> There's only one left on our hit list. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we're now your moment of brilliance. You had your moment of absolute car car. Now what's your moment of brilliance? Right. I don't know where you stand on this band because some people love them, some people hate them, but there is groups of genius in them. And I am so pleased they're in the charts because they weren't big charters. 
that is Tivan. This is serious, man. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. With brilliant. Here's all the titles, brilliant. <laughs> old Man River. And it's actually in brackets, I'm not going to be an old man river. Yeah. And of yeah, course, it starts too. with them. Now, there's a version of this at Collingwood Town Hall, which is brilliant. And, you know, I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug. I'm on the drug to kill Britain. <laughs> and it goes on from there with this great line. You know, I saw his body flashing around. I saw his pulse rate going down. I saw him in convulsive throws. I said, I'll have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like, <coughs> you know, that one thing about, they're a really interesting band because for all of that, they're highly intellectual. Yep. The likes of Ron Hitler Barassi and, 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 and co. Um, Damien Cowell, I think, is, is not wrong. somebody else. Very intellectual. They're really smart blokes. And they, they didn't do that. And they said they didn't. And I believe they didn't because the amount of fitness and energy required to um, perform as they did during the song at Collingwood Town Hall and sing it was extraordinary. Yep. But it is so powerful. It's also hilarious. The crowd is so into it. They're, they're in the, they're down underneath, they're, they're pogoing. It's a proper prank song, really. Yep. Um, and at one point, you've just got to see these people. You have to watch it. Because at one point, somebody in the crowd is upside, upside down, but their leg is still pogoing. So <laughs> you only see one leg, and it's still dancing to the beat, pumping up and down to the beat. Oh, very good. It's great. Very good. Oh, it's great. <laughs> no, they were. Um, uh, do we know the identities of the – because they always wore yeah, – yeah. Yeah, they wore balaclavas and yeah. stuff. But in the end, yeah, they, they've all been named. Um, do, you remember, do you remember what their first song was? Um, I, I think I do. Um, Defecate on my face. <laughs> yeah, well, that was their first single, Defecate on my The first thing yeah. they ever released. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was Defecate on my face. And they, and they ended up – I've heard an interview with Damien Cowell and he's great. He, first of all, he's asked, he was asked, you know, are they, are they ever going to get back together? And he said no, and the main reason is because it's, because we'd be shit. <laughs> he said, he wonders how many bands that, that um, sort of have reunions and get back together realise that they're shit sometimes. <laughs> you know, so he said we can't get back together. Um, but it, it's great because he sort of says, you know, what killed us? was hubris. We thought, we thought we could do anything. We thought we were so uh, off the mainstream and so cool that they just had to put up with anything that we did. So they had some start success with this, with um, one of the great film clips of all time, I reckon. Have you seen the film clips for coming out? No, not that no. I can remember. You'd love it. Brian, both of you, because you're music people, it's such a clever film clip. Done as a cheap film clip. Please look at Thunderbirds for coming out. I won't give away what's clever about it. Yep. Okay. Then they Greg the Stop Sign, which was filmed at Moorabbin with St Kilda footballers. Because um, that was when, because they weren't St Kilda supporters. Uh, I know Greg Cowell's a mad Richmond supporter. Um, I don't know Damien Cowell. But they had chart success with those songs and the album. Yeah, Matthew Valley in the fourth season. 
And yeah. he said, you know what killed the band? Was their next single release. Now, I can't, I can't say the title of the single. Right. Um, yes. Because we swear on this podcast that it's the one word none of us are probably willing to use. Yeah. And oh. it appears twice in the title of their next single. And oh, he said, okay. you know what? We thought we were so above everybody that they'd just have to live with it. No, everybody actually dropped us like a hot potato. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, too. <laughs> you, you can get ahead of yourself sometimes in the world, can't you? But they, they didn't mind that. Every, you know, they worked with Gabinsky for a while. It, it, it all was fun for them. They didn't care. Yeah. One of them was a copywriter at, uh, at Triple M for years. Years. Yeah, I mean, you know. We, nev- we never just knew. That Collingwood Town, that Collingwood Town Hall performance, and that performance of Old Man River. Well, I'm, I'm never going to be an old man ever. Yeah, but you know, I mean, it's also got the it's also got the chorus in it. <laughs> what is it? Um, yeah, I drank the slab that Bon Scott drank. Very <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Yes, it is good. All right, Brian, you're number one. The good and bad. What have you come up with? Ah, uh, well, I'm really struggling here. Yeah. Um, the bad. Yeah, I think you're right, Kev. I think that screen by Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson that is shitful. Yep. Um, so I'll have that as the worst because, and I'll put that as the worst too because he had all the resources and money and backing to make a really good record. Um, where some of these people, you know, probably don't have the studio and the access that Michael Jackson had. Yep. And he still he had everything going for him. Probably had Quincy Jones producing. I don't know. Yeah, would have. But he he still turned out a pile of shit. So that's really bad. Fair you know, enough. it's like. If you make a if you make a film for you know a million dollars and it's not very good, well, you made a film for a million dollars. If you make a film for a hundred million dollars and it's not very good, that's the disgrace. Yep. So, Michael Jackson, you win my disgraceful award tonight, and the most other things for this song. And the best one, I guess, is um, Chris Isaac. Somebody's crying, which is just okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, best I can do. yeah. Well, I'm not that far behind you with that. When I had somebody's crying on my list too. Uh, if I had to pick a song out of there that I would actually want to play, and then the only one, Oasis goes really close uh, to being uh, my number one best. Uh, but I probably, and I'm not a massive fan of the band, but it's probably just the only playable song in the in in, in the whole list. Um, would be uh, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by U2, uh, which was the number one song. But even that, I mean, I'm doing that with, you know, kind of like my skin's crawling as I'm thinking about it. Um, <laughs> really? And then the, my number three bad uh, could be any one of uh, the other 32 songs that we haven't mentioned because, my God, there's some horrible things. But there's a mob called the Bucketheads in there. Um <laughs> doing a thing called Bomb, These Sounds Fall Into My Mind. My God, what a waste of space this song was. Three minutes of your <laughs> life you'll never get back and I don't know. Three minutes, they should have got life for doing that song because it's just, and it's number 16 for God's sake, which means someone went out <clears throat> and bought it. More people bought that than bought the Madonna single at that stage. What the God almighty is wrong with you people? Um <laughs> Bomb, it is, bomb by name, bomb by nature, and uh, and there it is at uh, the the bucket heads. Good, the bucket. Good God! All right, let's. Uh, hey, just yeah. just very quickly. Yeah. You know, in that song, old man with us. Yeah. I reckon Chisholm. I reckon Chisholm must have known what Chance said to him. Yeah. Why? Because in the song they say, "I need another step. I need another celeb to fill a coffin." 
<laughs> where will I get my next drug action? And then the only only an Australian band could have this line. Odds on it'll be Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow. And they were right. And they were right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, now we've got to uh, wrap it up with the tips, boys, for this uh, week's games. A recap of last week. Brian, you got three. Yeah. And you'll be in the principal's office later, Brian, explaining that. Yeah. Uh, but finally he'll be with you because he got four and I got five. So it was a, d- dis- yeah. was a despicable yeah. weekend for tipping. Um, we all yeah. got – we all went for the Brisbane Lions and got that wrong. We all went for Melbourne and got that wrong. Um, I was the only one who picked Port Adelaide to beat St Kilda. Uh, Brian, you went – which one did you pick that none of us picked? Where is it? Uh no, and finally went for Frio, which uh, kind of bought you undone a bit there. You went for St Kilda, yep. which bought you undone, and, and we all went for we all went for Collingwood too. Um, and oh, that was good. Dipped out there, and finally was the only one who actually Great picked the, the Eagles to win. You and I, Brian, foolishly went for Adelaide yeah. for some stupid reason. All right, so let's have a yeah. look now. Now, this as as we speak, this is where the games are on and will be played, and to the best of our knowledge, given that. Adelaide goes into lockdown at 6 o'clock tonight. Things could change again, who knows. But Friday night footy is Port Adelaide and Collingwood in Adelaide uh, at this stage. Uh, Mr Fine, who would you be selecting here? I'll go for the Magpies of Port. Uh, The Magpies of Port. The Magpies of Port for you, Brian, or the Magpies of uh, Victoria Park? I'll have the Magpies of Port. Of Port, and so will I. Uh, We all all concur there, my learned colleagues. Saturday (laughs) footy. Carlton play oh. North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium, maybe. Who knows? Uh, who are you going? Oh, geez, this is hard. I'll go Carlton. Finey? Yeah. <laughs> and Friday. I'm going to go for the kangaroos. North Melbourne, okay. There is no chance you'll, okay. ca- there is no ca- chance you'll could possibly catch up, Brian, so you don't have to make a dick of yourself in the tips. Oh, no, I'll make a dick of myself in the tip, though. You know, I'll make a dick of myself in anything else I do. I might as well make a dick of myself in the tip. I was just giving you an and, out. And, and I'll just, you know, rest assured in the knowledge that I'm not meatloaf. So, you know, talk <laughs> about enough. making a dick of yourself. Exactly. Uh, the Gabba All will right. host the Brisbane Lions and the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, Fanny, Lions or Suns? Lions. Lions. Lions for me too. And for you, Brian? Yeah, the Gold Coast. Yeah, the new, uh, the new home uh, team that'll be for you. West yeah. Coast Eagles play St Kilda at Optus Stadium. I'm assuming that's Optus Stadium in Perth uh, on Saturday afternoon at uh, 4.35 Melbourne time. Can the Saints beat the West Coast Eagles? Finally, I think they can. Well, we kept any injuries, though. I, I don't know how we're going to – you see, Tom Highmore, who's a very promising kid, he's now out with a broken hand. Josh battles out for the year. All oh, right. Um, with, uh, you know, some syndesmosis or Moses yeah. Um And Daniel McKenzie's out. Yeah, I think they're running a little short of players. I'm going to have to tip the West Coast illegal. Yeah, well, you've just talked me into tipping them too. So you get so many players out. Who are you going for, Brian? I think Max King will probably kick. One goal, 11. And <laughs> for, that, for that reason, I think um, I'll probably jump on the – no, bugger it. I'll go to the Saints. Are you on the Saints? Okay. Saints. Yeah, okay. I might as well, you know, have a crack. I'll just go the same as you guys. I'm not going to catch up. We've now got the kiss of death. 
tipping. Yeah. Yeah, you're just about to have, actually. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Adelaide Crows and Hawthorne, Adelaide Oval, Saturday night, 6 o'clock. Um, gee whiz, this is a battle of the giants, isn't it? Um, I'm going to go the Hawks to win that one. What about you, Brian? I'm going to go the Hawthorne. Hawthorne? Yep. Finey? I'm going to go the Crows. Crows, Okay. Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. This one bought forward from round 20 to round 19. So uh, Doggies and Melbourne at the MCG Saturday night. Melbourne won the last encounter. What do you think, Finey? I'm going to go for um, not, that it, not that it affects my tipping, but interesting that Dunkley's now out. Uh, quarantine. Um, yeah, isn't that ridiculous? He went to a cafe. He went to a cafe and that cafe it becomes a tea Tier one or whatever it is. So yeah, he's got 14, yeah. 14 days in self-lockup, even though he's tested negative twice. But Which is so, un- so unlucky for him coming back from injury. Yeah, I spoke to him two weeks ago at the, at the pre-game and he's looking a million dollars and uh, and really keen to get back. So, it's a, yeah, it's a bit of a, yeah. a glitch for yeah, him. Yeah, because, I mean, he, you know, last week he played, he needed the rumbo. So yep. to, to keep him off the park for another two weeks is very unfair. Um, I'm going to tip the... Yeah, the, the doggies. Yeah, the doggies. I like the look of the Hugo Hager. Yeah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Yeah. Um, if he's if his life outside of football doesn't uh, muck him up beforehand, who are you going for, Brian? I'm going for the Godzilla dogs. The Western Bulldogs. Okay. Sunday games at this stage. Uh, Swans play free. You, you said about his. His life out of footy. Is he trekking square with me at Favola? Favola. Mm-hmm. Yes, he yeah. is. Yes, he is. And I, is, I, I'll say this. Is that, is, yeah, I'll say this publicly. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of social media uh, and the way it works and the way it is used by people in uh, in their lives in many, many ways. I think it can be very destructive, very distracting. And he's a young man who's played one game or two games now, and I just think at the moment. Uh, forget the superstar social media stuff and just concentrate on playing your footy and uh, and getting that right and don't worry about all that other stuff for the minute. Yeah, fair enough. And, and Mia Favola, is Mia her name or is that just how her parents taught her to speak? <laughs> Mia Favola, him or you go hang it. Very good, funny. Uh, Sw- Swans and Frio <laughs> at Metricon on Sunday afternoon. I think the Swans are going pretty hot at the moment. I'll be uh, I'll be back on the Swans. What about yourself, Mister Fine? Well, I'll be. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't hear who they're playing, but I don't care. I'm tipping the Swans. They're going to beat Fremantle. <laughs> yep. Oh right. yeah, they'll beat Fremantle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, your thoughts, Brian? Um, yes, I'll go for um, Bobby Stilton's old team, the Bloods. The Bloods. The Bloods. Love it. Uh, MCG Sunday, uh, Geelong play Richmond. They wouldn't let them play it at GMHBA Stadium. So the Cats are taking on the Tigers, who are dustyless now for the uh, for the entire season. It's a bit of bad luck for Dusty. Um, I'm going Cats for you, Brian. I'm going the uh, the Pussies. The Tokyo Ghetto Pussies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> what about you? Finding on the Tokyo Ghetto Pussies or the Tokyo Screaming Tigers? Well, the question is, will the Tigers get the pussies? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tigers get a pussies? No. I'm going to go for Mrs. Slocum's. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. Because they are tipping rain for 
no. So you know what Mr. Slocum would say? No, what? I, I don't. What? It rained all night and my pussy's soaking wet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll go to the soaking wet cat. Exactly. Final game is uh, the Bombers and the Giants. Not sure where that's being played. Um, yet it will be played, I'm assured. Um, who are you tipping, Brian? Oh, the, my Hombres, the Bombros. The Bombers, okay. Uh, the Bombros. Yeah. I'm glad you called them the Bombros, by the way. Oh, they're my Hombros, the Bombros. But you know what? You know what? The rest of them called them the Bombros. Huh? Oh, there was a famous banner that they had in the big game against Carlton. That's in right, the they missed and they've got this spelt their own team. <laughs> <laughs> they called them the Bombros. Which is a pretty good trick. The Bombros. A pretty good trick when you think about it. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh, you... well, you know, you know, I mean, look, cheer squad. Um, <laughs> well, you used to be Cody in the St. Hey, still... hang on. You used to be in the St. Kilda cheer squad, so I wouldn't be putting shit on no, cheer squad. I was never in the cheer squad. I was in the animal in Oh, okay. Never in the cheer squad. Oh, pardon me. Yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't have enough time to go through the whole, give us an S, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, So who you when, when I used to walk past, when I used to walk past the cheese squad, mm. yeah, the cheese squads are very different now. They've got a book about the thickness of LaRousse, Gasker and I mix with rules from the AFL, what they're allowed to do and say, basically, unfortunately now, cheese squads are just a child-minding centre or, you know, not, they hope. Yep. Uh, not their own fault, but by jurisdiction. Back yep. in the day, they were wild, as you know. They were. And I used to walk past the Kilda the Cheer Squad every now and then. And I, you know what? I Big, I can't remember his name. You had your big bloke, the head of your Cheer Squad. Yeah, we did. Remember the Bulldogs? What, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I do. I know them well. And we had ours, and they were equally 200 kilos plus each. Yes. Um, and I always used to. Get his attention. I said, mate, how many times do I have to tell you? Give us an S, give us a T, give us a full stop. He goes, he goes, he goes, go away. We don't, we're not, we're not, we're not, don't worry about the grammar. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it must, it must be one of the things that you have to have a big fat bloke up the front of your um, cheer squad. Yeah. Remember, Going into the Hawthorne cheer squad, there's this big fat bloke up the front going, Give us an A! Give us an A! And I go, Give him a pie! <laughs> oh, goodness me. And when I was near the Collingwood cheer squad, because I used to be near the Collingwood cheer squad at Victoria Park, when they kick a goal, they had a few different ones, you know, magpie, magpie. And I said, Still not confident enough to spell the name of the team? Anybody? Any of you? I said, I'll give you a clue. It's written on the scoreboard. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, they were good days at the football, weren't they, when you could do all that sort of stuff? Is there a chance that – sorry, a little bit serious for a second, but I heard on the radio the other day that they might be getting rid of a couple of rounds this year just to finish it up quicker. Have you heard that? And I also heard that you might have a situation where two teams haven't played each other for the year. Yeah, well, Am I dreaming or? No, I don't know if no, you're dreaming. No, no, no. It's just, no, it's true, but it's just speculation. I mean, oh, I'm so sick of the mainstream football media. Yeah, me yeah. too. 
You know, Caroline Wilson was overseas for quite a bit of this year. Yep. Personal reasons and whatever. She's just come back as though she knows everything in football and last night prognosticated that the season would that they wouldn't get to the end of the year. I mean, she's just flying kites. You know, and her attack on Damien Harvey, fair income. Yep. No, you just summed it all. You just summed it up. Flying kites, they do. Every single one of them is trying to be the one that, that calls the the game, the moment, the uh, you know, the time on the coach, whatever. And it's it's it's, oh. it's sickening. I spend, and I said this the other day. I spend so much time now with the sound turned down on 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 sport, um, and uh, and I don't watch any of those programs anymore because I just find them so bloody annoying. How about, and how about Tom Brown? That's Tom Brown with an E. Actually, to watch him, you need more than an E. So, when, <laughs> you, you know, when you had you had that all important news about Sydney and the Giants players being withdrawn just before the game. Yep, Toby Green and uh, uh, Mills. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there was Toby Green and De Boer, and then there was Mills and O'Riordan and Cunningham. Yep. So he broke the story. But, of course, because it has to be dramatic and drawn out and, and mate, just tell us who's not playing. <laughs> 15 players and officials from these clubs have been forced into quarantine. 15. A combination of players, players not playing in this game, coaches and officials. 15 in- You're not going to tell us, are you? You're going to drag this out, aren't you? Because believe me, mate, if I was standing next to you, I'd drag it out of you a lot quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you a million percent. It's like it's like you the know, press. I, con- I, really, I, I really don't care that the travelling secretary to the understudy of the prime minister's whatever, you know, dog handler, yeah, has to quarantine. I want to know the players. <laughs> yes. Yep. It's the same people that bought you, you know, the 45 minute COVID uh, stuff uh, to tell us that you're in lockdown again. Just tell us we're in lockdown again. We don't need yeah, all correct. the other stuff anyway. And we are in lockdown again until the 27th of July, boys. <laughs> uh, which means we'll be back here same time next week talking uh, the same rubbish, except we'll have a good chart. We'll do a good chart next week, not a bloody 90s chart. We're banning the 90s. Yes, good. And next, and next week, I didn't say this week, next week, because I went down a YouTube rabbit hole during lockdown in week one. Yep. I found something overseas that is the most brilliant invention ever. All right. Mm. Only new. Well, it's not an invention, but it's brilliant. I, I just, except that I don't have the money, the ability, the knowledge or anything to bring it to Australia. Yeah. I bring it to Australia and make millions, but it is so good. I'll tell you next week. All right. Oh, it's Tom Brown. <laughs> yeah, if you were here, if you were here, if you were here for him, we'd get it out of you quicker than that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, I'm doing the top. That's exactly right. I, you know. And on that note, have a safe and happy week, boys. We'll talk to you next week on Yuck and Roll. Till then, bye bye. Right. Bye bye. You've just experienced Rock and Roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. And I just cannot believe that anybody would go and watch rugby.